This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And as we've mentioned in the past, there is a level of change going on within the world of cryptocurrency. Uh, one of the shifts recently announced, Shapeshift, uh, one of the pioneers of the sector dating back to 2014, is set to decentralize around the company. That means that the corporate structure is going to be going away. The Fox token it is associated with is going to be distributed via airdrop to past users. The idea seems to be, be able to give its community total control of what lies ahead. Eric Voorhees is the CEO of Shapeshift, and he joins us right now. Eric, thanks very much for joining us today. All the best. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be on. So take us through this process and 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 the thought process of making these moves and the importance of them. Yeah, well, it's it's certainly a little unorthodox and a little far out, but essentially, you know, we have been a a traditional VC backed, uh, you know, equity based company for seven years, and we are choosing to dismantle the entire corporate structure and move from a you know equity based entity to a token based. A decentralized organization. So that means that, you know, there won't be shareholders, there won't be a CEO, it will be an open source software project, and the economics around it accrue to the FOX token, and the governance of how it progresses accrues to the FOX token, instead of a centralized jurisdictional, you know, capitalization table. So for those that really haven't uh, heard a lot about DeFi, Give us a little, uh, if you can, thought process on what it is and what do you think the future is for it? Yeah, uh, DeFi stands for decentralized finance, and it's certainly a buzzword. People ascribe different meanings to it. But it is essentially the universe of financial applications which are decentralized. And, um, you know, the broadest interpretation of it would include something like Bitcoin, which was, you know, the first decentralized money. But uh, usually when people refer to it, they're talking about various financial applications that are built on Ethereum. And these are ways that people can um, borrow and lend primarily. Money markets uh, uh, being built in a decentralized way so that there is no central company behind it. You get a loan from a protocol. You, know, you, you put up collateral in one digital asset and you can get a loan in another digital asset. Um, that does not require any intermediary. It does not require any centralized company. So the the realm in which um, decentralized projects are being built is is rapidly growing, and Shapeshift is moving into that realm and decentralizing itself to better be compatible with that paradigm. And so part of this is to kind of return the control back to uh, back to the people themselves and not have it you know kind of being impacted by the corporate structure. Yeah, um, you know, really, like in all companies, you have this interesting dynamic where the users have no economic interest in the entity and no real ability to govern its future. You know, there's sort of a, a firewall between the capital structure of the asset. And now that there are these these tokens, um, which can be programmed and designed in lots of ways, and which are open and borderless and can be sent around the world instantly by anyone. Um, you can design new organizations around economic coordination through that mechanism rather than through equity. So it's, it's definitely like an experimental new field. And, um, 
you know, we're, we're going to probably make a lot of mistakes as we try it. But uh, this, I believe, is the future for many organizations, just as you know, the, the LLC was an important corporate structure to help businesses form in the industrial age, uh, in a digital age that is global. Uh, it does not make sense to have to, to only be able to establish an economic organization around something that is jurisdictional and tied to a specific region. So what's your thoughts on the state of the, of the cryptocurrency market right now and, and where you think it is headed? Well, I'm, I'm a permable. You know, I've, I've been into this stuff for a decade. Um, obviously, it's been the greatest investment of all time in all of humanity. Uh, no caveats. And I believe it will continue to be for at least some number of more years. It's essentially a redesign of the entire global financial system built on decentralized protocols. That is, of course, a massive market. And even though it's new and weird and scary for a lot of people, um, it is going to change how economic relationships work between all men and women on Earth. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm bullish on it. And the, the daily price you know, is, is mostly noise. But over the long term, this is a transformative set of technologies, and uh, I think it's incredibly exciting. Is is part of the issue right now, at least, that that focus is primarily on the day-to-day price and not thinking about the long term, at least for some? I, I think we're all human, and the price is something that is very visceral and approachable, you know, and like, I feel like I'm about as long-minded on this stuff as can be, and yet, you know, I'll check the price multiple times a day on Bitcoin or Ethereum. Um, it's just, it's part of it. The the important thing is to just recognize the longer-term trend and not let days or weeks or months of of a bear market kind of get you down. That That is not uh, where the long-term is going. You are also somebody that that looks significantly into this concept of crypto custody. If you can explain it and, and how it rolls into uh, kind of the state of cryptocurrency right now, that that is such an important question. So one of the defining attributes of cryptocurrency is that you can you don't have to, but you can hold it yourself, which means it is self custodial. You're holding it yourself. This is a paradigm that nobody is used to. You know, all traditional assets are held by a third party, whether it's a bank or your brokerage or a bank that's holding something for a bank that's holding something for a bank. You know, it's a very complicated system of custody in the traditional financial world, but no one holds their own money. So Bitcoin comes along and suddenly you can actually hold it yourself, which means that you are not trusting or relying on any other person, any other company, any other organization. So that's a really key attribute. And uh, in, in crypto, you can certainly still have custodians. You know, Coinbase, for example, is, a, is the biggest business in, in crypto, and they are a custodian. So you can hold your funds with them. Um, but they are then going to be subject to all the same regulations as the banking industry. And when people can hold their own assets, it changes the regulatory paradigm and it changes the trust structure so that's a really important concept for anyone getting involved in this stuff is to recognize that difference. Chief shift has always been non-custodial, which means that we do not hold user funds. They always hold right. them themselves. But it becomes an important uh, concept, uh, an idea, when you're talking about the potential of the government getting uh, more and more involved in and around cryptocurrency, correct? Yeah, well, the vast majority, perhaps all, 
financial regulations have a concept of an intermediary or a custodian. Um, these are cl- classified as financial institutions, and they fall under all of the regulations of these various government bodies. An individual user who is holding and using their own assets for their own purposes generally falls outside of those laws. Now, laws can change, but um, the entire, you know, the entire regulatory infrastructure is built up on this concept of custodians, because that has been 100% of how people can interact with finance. Uh, crypto comes along and completely changes that paradigm, and so individuals can have full autonomy and authority over their own assets uh, without trusting any other party. And, and I think that's a really important thing. About 30 seconds left. Do you expect that that is going to continue to be a growing element here of seeing people having more control over their own assets? I think that, you know, free free people that are adults and want responsibility for their own lives owe it to themselves to learn about important systems, right? Like a, a functioning adult needs to know how to drive a car. A functioning right. adult needs to know how to write and read. A functioning adult needs to understand how money works and how to use it responsibly. And crypto's ability to, to put that entire control into the individual's hands is something very powerful. And even though lots of people just want someone else to take care of it for them, for anyone who wants agency over their own life and future, it's critical. Right. Eric, thanks very much for your time. All the best. Eric Voorhees, the CEO of ShapeShift. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.